Precinct 40k. He hasn't got a name, so I've just called it this. Secure the doors, yelled the marshal, bursting in through the armory's entrance. The bewildered guard looked at the officer dumbly. Do it now, he screamed at the man, his exasperation visible behind his sinister black visor. What's going on? spluttered the guard, punching the code to seal the armory into a terminal. Gene Stealer Insurrection, panted the marshal. An explosion shook the building, sending several guards reeling as they ran for the gun stores. Marshal Bannon hugged his weapon to himself. Although the Red Nar Planetary Defence Force was well equipped, he was prepared for the worst. The cult had surfaced as if from nowhere. Clans of Gene Stealer hybrids from all over the metropolis had gathered together and were striking at major information and resource distribution centres. They've already got some weapons, continued Bannon. Basic handguns and grenades, but they'll need heavier equipment to take the planet. Without that, their insurrection will fail. The judge strode up to the marshal, his ancient robes flowing about his imposing frame, and a cold, piercing look in his eyes. Despite the tremors rocking the armory, Bannon stood to attention. Everyone respected Judge Klein, more out of fear than anything else. He was one of the leading figures in the Adeptus Arbites on Radnar, and head of its operations within the metropolis. Terrorist gene stealer attack, sir, Bannon responded instantly. The insurrectionists are armed with auto pistols, las pistols, and hand flamers. They are also carrying frag grenades, and are believed to have a number of heavier weapons. I see, said Judge Klein, quietly. There are also rumours that they've already taken the comm station. It's a state of panic out there. I knew nothing of any cult activities in this city, said the judge, with barely contained anger. I thought they had all been dealt with last year, during the brood uprising. We thought they had been suppressed, sir. You thought, Klein glowered at Bannon. What is our duty, Marshal? To hold the law on the Emperor's behalf, sir. And allowing this insurrection to take place, is that upholding the law? No, sir. Is that following the Emperor's will? No, sir. Bannon could not take much more of this humiliation. It was impossible to uncover every plot and scheme against the Imperium within the metropolises of Radnor. Would you see the Imperium fall to these abhorrent deviants? No, sir. Klein took a deep breath. Are the doors secure? Yes, sir. And the men armed? Yes, sir. Then let us pray that the doors are not breached. On the other side of the sealed doors, those members of the Planetary Defence Force, unlucky enough to be shut out of the armoury, stood their ground bravely against the cult's assault. Arbitrator Vaughan braced himself against the heavy recoil from his shotgun. There was no question of the guards fleeing. The men selected to enforce the Emperor's law within the Imperium were devoted to upholding that government. Fanatically loyal warriors of justice who maintained order for their god-ruler upon his many worlds. The arbitrator pumped one round after another into the milling cultists and was rewarded by seeing two being blasted back down the armory steps in gouts of blood. The sight of them revolted Vaughan. Their grotesque appearance was a blasphemy against the Emperor's truth. All manner 
of disgusting alien-human hybrids swam through the scruffless waves of the mob. Some of the vile creatures looked like pure, strange gene-stealers, six-limbed monstrosities, armed only with the slicing claws and talons granted them by their foul evolution. Others looked almost like men, tending only towards heavy bone structure and boldness. Still more were somewhere between the two extremities with free arms, huge claws and bestial features. Even the blue coloration of the gene stealer's chitinous hides nauseated the arbitrator compared to the pure tones of human flesh. The aliens were repellent, unholy mutants that threatened the Emperor's government and had to be purged from every world in which they were encountered. But what disgusted Vaughan and his fellow Arbites the most were the brood brothers, apparently normal humans who had been implanted by the gene-stealers, acting as hosts for their hybrid offspring. The hatred he reserved for such dissenters was only paralleled by his sense of duty and unswerving loyalty to the Emperor. Vaughan swung his weapon round as a gene-stealer, its four-clawed arms flailing, threw itself up the steps at him. He locked a special executioner shell onto its heat sign and let fly, his shotgun booking violently as the tiny missile roared forth. The creature dodged with preternatural speed, but the shell twisted after it and crashed into its chitinous hide, tearing apart the creature's body in an eruption of purple ichor. Driven by the brood's gestalt consciousness, the hybrids and brood brothers ceaselessly attempted to force their way up the steps to the armoury doors. Why did they keep trying to get to the doors? Vaughan wondered. Even if they got past the defending arbitrators, which they would not, he persisted in telling himself, the seals were now secure. There was no way in or out until one of the officers inside released the opening mechanism. Another guard close by collapsed as his... Midriff was torn open by a gene-stealer's blooded talons, and Vaughan turned his attention back to the battle for the armoury. The heavily muscled form of the patriarch prowled after its brood, its grotesque tongue slobbering over its lips. It had been many generations since the gene-stealer had infected the first of its brood, implanting its genetic material into the hapless humans. From that moment on, the Patriarch alone controlled the brood web's thoughts and actions, holding their wills in a grip of steel. Through its human thralls, the Patriarch had been able to understand human society, and thereby insidiously work against it, planting its agents and infected brood brothers within the highest echelons of society, subtly building up its power base. The cult had to be firmly established and well organised, or the sudden gene-stealer uprising would fail. After long years of scheming and waiting, the cult were ready to take Radnar for their own, with the Patriarch as ruler over them all. Safe beyond the front line of the fighting, the gene-stealer Magus, its eyes glowing with eldritch light, probed the minds of the soldiers inside the armoury. Tendrils of psychic power slivered through the ether until they found what the psyker was searching for and latched on to the already primed subject. Judge Klein suddenly stopped, looking about him in bewilderment, as if unsure where he was or what he was doing. From his post at the door terminal, Bannon noticed his superior's dazed expression. Are you all right, sir? What? Klein stared at Bannon, his brow furrowed, as if he did not recognise the marshal. 
Are you feeling all right, Judge Klein? The judge seemed to come to his senses, and ignoring Bannon's question, ordered, Open the doors! You want to open the... Without warning, Klein leapt at Bannon, snarling, knocking him off his feet and pinning him to the ground. A vicious blow to the side of the marshal's head left him briefly stunned. Klein calmly got to his feet again, but kept one foot pressed firmly on the wrist of Bannon's gun arm. Why do you not welcome the coming of our lord? the judge said, as if only half addressing Bannon. We are most blessed to receive his personal attentions. The patriarch is our god and master, and deserves our worship and total devotion. We would gladly die for him. Judge Klein was in a state of rapture, and was unconsciously slowly releasing the pressure on Bannon's arm. I have looked upon the face of God. His time has come. His prophet waits outside with the rest of our beloved brothers. Now I merely have to open the doors and welcome the Magus in. Bannon looked at the judge in horror. He couldn't believe what he was hearing, but it only took him a second to make his decision. He pulled his arm free of Klein's boot. I can't let you do that, sir, he said, sitting upright and unsteadily raising his gun. You're too late, unbeliever. Our God is here. In one swift movement, Klein brought his own bolt pistol up to Bannon's forehead and fired. The marshal's body jerked backwards grotesquely. Before the impact, and without a moment's hesitation, Judge Klein turned to the access terminal and tapped in the door's release code. With a hiss of hydraulic gas and a dull whirring, the armory doors slid apart. Instantly, the press of the brood forced its way into the building, the few remaining guards falling before them, overcome by the sheer weight of the throng. Judge Klein smiled contentedly, having done what was required of him by his foul guard. With the armory taken, and most importantly the arsenal held inside it, the rest of the metropolis would soon follow. Following the cultists into the armory, the gene-stealer patriarch gurgled with pleasure. Radnar was his. His children would sweep across the face of the planet, converting all to the cult's cause. Far off in the freezing void, beyond the edge of Radnar's star system, the vast bio-ships drifted onwards in silence. Their destination was pinpointed by the psychic signal unwittingly sent out by the Patriarch's brood. It would not be long before the Hive fleet reached the newly taken planet, and it's fresh feeding grounds. There you go, a bit of classic Tyranid action from the old Tyranid Codex. And uh, yeah, yeah, people ask for Tyranid stuff all the time. And so yeah, I have delivered. Might have a couple of other ones soon. I've been doing these short ones because my computer's in the repair shop, some of you may know. Uh, still got another week or two before I find out what's going on with it. Uh, always get insurance, that's all I say. <laughs> Which I had. Um, but yeah, as soon as I get that back, I'll probably do some more long-form stuff. But in the meantime, uh, I'll probably stick with doing these. Maybe some slightly longer ones. But um, yeah, it's just it's such a pain to do anything bigger than this. But even when I get that back, I have enjoyed doing these short ones. So I will keep at it, doing short things like this. I know it's not what everybody wants, but um, it's entertaining to me. And you know, you guys seem to enjoy it for the most part. For the most part. Um, yeah, if you'd like to support the channel, please consider using the links below. Uh, you can become a mem YouTube member, Patreon, uh, subscribe star. 
I've got that as well. And uh, yeah, I've got um, cryptocurrency links. But that's all the shilling I'll do today. That's all the begging I'm going to do today. <laughs> Thank you all again. I'll see you later. Ta-ra. Bye-bye.